Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Second Take Podcast review of It, starring Tim Curry, Harry Anderson, Dennis Christopher, Richard Moser, Annette O'Toole, Tim Reed, John Ritter, Richard Thomas, Jonathan Brandis, Brandon Crane, Adam Fazil, Seth Green, Ben Heller, Emily Perkins, and Marlon Taylor. Written by Stephen King, Tommy Lee Wallace, and Lawrence D. Cohen, and directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. every nightmare you've ever had i'm your worst dream come true i'm everything you were afraid of i'm sebastian hey i'm the cop you're the librarian i'm andy schossler and welcome to our review of the 1990 tv movie miniseries thing it it's going way back stephen king's it is that what it's professionally titled yeah, yeah sure um alex is not here because he's a big Freddy cat and scary movies are too much for him or <laughs> alternate choice bad time management you pick one, whichever one of those you can just take as the truth. But no, um, I was just like, is this like a Schrodinger's box where people can decide on why he's not absolutely? Here? He's either too chicken for a clown movie or poorly managed his time. I mean, not to not to give away the verdict, but it is actually a little bit creepy. This one, yeah, we'll talk about that then. Yeah, both, both of them are creepy. Both this and the movie version, the second part of which we're doing when it comes out in cinemas later on yes in so a few weeks we're doing yeah. the the tv miniseries today hello welcome yes yeah. um <laughs> next week we'll be doing the chapter one the the newer ones the yes. one with the I, I, what's his name Skarsgård boy in it the one that everyone saw and was terrified of two years ago oh they shouldn't have been and then anyway <laughs> that's <laughs> um, next week's show and then like uh, one or two weeks after that, I think it is, whenever It Chapter 2 comes out, okay. we're doing that, which I'm terrified for because I actually don't like horror movies. I'm like Alex, who's not here. Are you afraid of them? I, I, I don't like them because I find them boring. I know, I'm easily startled. Oh, of course. I mean, if somebody's going to have silence and then all of a sudden... Rah! Yeah, I know. Oh, that was... You know. Oh, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's... I dislike that. I can do... um, Very nicely, I can do... like. I know thrillers and all that. Like, oh yeah, I got into a huge debate actually with one of my listeners about whether or not The Shining was 
properly titled a horror by us because I called it a horror and I was told of saying, no, it's a thriller. And I was like, well, actually it's both. I'm literal ghosts and blood everywhere, guys. I'm calling horror. No, it's only literal ghosts up until the end. I would defend it being a thriller. I, I'm, and I'm happy to say it's all things. It's both. Um, it's it's all three: a movie, a horror, and a thriller. And you can just. I mean, we, we talked about The Shining just a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Yes, that was the it sparked this this fierce rivalry with me and this listener. Hello. Um, no, uh, I, yeah. I remember I remember saying that I was enjoying it until the moment where it had to be ghosts. Yep. And that's when it kind of fell apart. Whereas I love ghosts. <laughs> this one, again, not to give away the verdict or spoilers, I guess you've had 28 years to see it, so you should have... Yeah, I feel 29 years. 29 years, sorry. You should have seen oh, it by wow. now. That's weird that it's coming out... Oh, now that's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming out in, in, in the same uh, frequency that it comes out? Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's I'll, rather nice. Actually. That must be that has to be kind of intentional, if not cool. I actually, guess. Yeah, that would make sense. 2017, 27 years. Yeah, that's how it's referenced. That makes cool. Yeah. So I mean, realistically, we should have been waiting another oh twenty seven years. Gonna have gonna have another one of these in twenty thirty four. Another, I another hope so. bout of it movies. No. So I have a bit of a history with this film. Ah. In that, I spent my entire childhood growing up mixing it and the thing up. Oh, okay. Just by the names, apparently, just using some sort of. Yeah, pronoun in that case just <laughs> confuses me. Anyway, um, this family, this sorry, this movie has um terrified my sister, and whenever we talked about this, you know, uh, horror movies with my family and stuff, it was coming around to she was not allowed to watch this film. And one time, she decided my my, my parents were watching it. She snuck downstairs and tried to you know, oh. have a bit of a peek at the movie. And I, I can't even imagine what part she would have seen of this that actually terrified her. But she saw something and like ran back up and was just can't do it, can't do this movie. It is creepy, but not gory. Correct. Yes. Which is rare for a horror because they tend to be quite liberal with the gore. See, I would because say because it's easy. It's easy to get that scare when you just you know spill blood everywhere. This film is creepy. I do agree with creep. I think Tim Curry doing Pennywise is a great performance that we'll talk about a lot more during this review. Some it's of fun. the shots, are quite like especially with the book and the moving mm. pictures, and that's really nicely done. Well, I guess I mean we'll get more into it in when yeah. it comes to the criticism, but I would just say, kind of where you came from with The Shining, this film is too long, and it it's is too long because it's three hours. It's, yeah. it's too. It's, it was originally re- released as part one, part two on as a TV miniseries. So you would not be sitting down and watching three hours at a time. Fortunately, we had to. In fact, if, if I was going to redo it, if I had time traveling powers and I could redo it, I would have structured it in such a way that uh, the the kids going into the sewer and then the adults going into the sewer, you know, 30 years later would have sort of echoed and mirrored each other. So you'd keep superimposing the two on each other yep. until it's the final reveal that it is, in fact, the, the, the oh. adults are there to kill the damn thing. You can make it much shorter with, you know, and, and saying exactly the same story. This film was weirdly put together in that way. Like, it, there's a lot of flashbacks. This film is like 80% flashbacks. Yeah. Especially, I mean, especially the beginning, where you're, you're cutting from literally an adult's like, Oh God! Was it Derry? The town of Derry? Oh, Derry. the town of Derry! Flashback, but like that—that that exact transition happens for seven characters, is it? it? Or it's, six or characters? I, I think I had it written down as one of my bad notes that, yeah, after about the, <laughs> the third time, it gets a bit old and it carries yeah. on for another two. Which is why I appreciate it. But to be fair, sorry, to be fair, the book is like that. 
the book starts modern day and is flashbacks of them telling childhood stories. You and can do then that with leads a book. In, yes. With a movie, it gets confusing unless you're doing it right. And I don't know if this movie did do that yeah, right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's just too much. Whereas too next often. week's film just says, yes, there's flashbacks. We don't actually care. We're right here. We're in the moment in the kid's story. And it's going to be interesting just to be out once we have part two of that one, come out and say whether or not you've liked the film, mm. I think structurally, so far it looks to me like it is standing better with the modern take, as in just structurally. Do you think they'll put flashbacks into chapter two? I think they already have in the trailer. Oh, right. Yeah, well, they've got but some is, good kids. Like, is, that just, is that just a part of uh, the pitch? Or do you think flashbacks are going to be a part of the film? Oh, okay. Like used as a tool in the film? Or is it going to be like the first part with the kids where it's just going to be focused on the adults the whole time i would use them sparingly but i would use them as part of the film everyone loved the everyone came away from that film saying okay i know i know we have our own feelings about it but generally it was a well-received film and people were really up on the kids performances i think throw the kid from stranger things back in give him (laughs) as in also the georgie character little boy he's gonna be back anyway there is reason but we'll see i don't know i don't have to do it speaking of uh, speaking of reception this movie, believe it or not, the uh, the second part of it, because it was it was aired over two nights, I think a, a Sunday night and a Tuesday night, mm. and the and the first part got quite a quite a number of ratings and quite a lot of people interested. The second part had thirty million viewers. Uh, you know, uh, by sorry, by the second part, they had thirty million viewers for the whole for the whole show, and the second part was the second highest rating show on that night. Awesome. So <laughs> maybe maybe that's just because Tuesday nights weren't exactly filled with. It's also an event, though. Let's be fair. Like it's a this is a limited batch. This is a two part miniseries of a famous, well regarded Stephen King novel. Were this you, is it. Were you a TV watcher when miniseries were kind of a thing in the nineties? I wasn't really. Okay, I was born in ninety one, so yeah. I was. If I may have been in the room with my parents, had they been watching something, but I wasn't actively pursuing anything like right. this. My earliest TV watching memories was Stargate and Star Trek. <laughs> that, you know, that's literally it. All, all, all my childhood yeah. memories were sitting down watching SG-1 or Next Generation or, or Voyager. TV shows had this, I mean, obviously it came from that, it, it evolved from uh, uh, from telling a, a single story. So TV shows were always always self-contained. You know, whatever they explored in that in that 30 minutes or hour, whatever it ended up being, it was wrapped up by the end of it. Mm. Next week, you would have exactly the same setup. Whereas the TV miniseries, they started to mix mix that television and 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 film story arc. So you still got the episodic feel of mm. things because they would stretch over for four or five or however many ep- episodes. But you would have an arc that would stretch across all of them, which TV hadn't done mm. up until that point. At least not very well. Mash kind of did it with growing characters. Yeah. Um, but it didn't really start making a point of it until the later seasons. The first, <coughs> you know, two or three seasons of MASH, they're all sitcomy. Everything's wrapped up by the end of it. The war is still going on. The doctors are still here. The patients are still coming in. Maybe it, it just lends itself to, like, coming from a book because this isn't the only Stephen King novel that was adapted into a miniseries. Like, there is The Shining. And The Tommyknockers. Yep. Which I... The Tommyknockers, I think, was the first Stephen King movie thing that I that I saw. Yep. It's a and stretch. it was crap too. Um, <laughs> the Mist actually had a TV series that I watched on Netflix oh, yeah? not too long ago and it got cancelled after one season and it oh. wasn't finished but you could say it's kind of a mini series. Oh. <laughs> but it was 
intended to be ongoing. I actually didn't mind that, but that, that, yeah. I might talk about that later on the Variety Hour, maybe in okay. the next coming weeks, because that was interesting. But all right, well, well, it still has a pretty good rating on IMDb. Um, it's not a movie, so Rotten Tomatoes, it, it doesn't exist for them. Cool, good. good but, for, but for IMDb, it has a 6.8 rating. Which that's, is, that's reasonable, which especially is, considering... Yeah. Yeah. Um, even, even after all this time, that's still average, above average, I would say. I said it when we did Shriek, if you know what I did last Friday, <laughs> and that was the first time we'd reviewed a movie that didn't, apart from like a small independent film that we picked yeah. out from someone, the first time we released like a distributed film that never made it to cinemas. Ah. Well, hold your fucking phones, mate. One week later, we're doing it again. We, yeah. We're pretty much an independent film podcast by this point. <laughs> uh, voice of the people. Um, <laughs> did you want to move the trivia then? Please. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my butthole. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Yeah? Oh, you have no trivia? I've got some, like, in the back of my brain from growing up watching this <laughs> over and over again. Um, but I've, I've got a little bit, but it's just more like, it'll just be spontaneously layered throughout this I entire see, show. I see, yeah, because why on earth would you do research? Yeah, because I'll remember... <laughs> I will remember when things are brought up. So the story is that everybody avoided Tim Curry on set because he was just so creepy as Pennywise. Yeah. I kind of I kinda get that. You know, you wouldn't exactly want to go up and talk to a clown. Um, yep. Even even when you're exposed to clowns as a kid, they're always on show. So you don't see... You know, it's, it's, it's a bit like seeing your teacher in the shops, um, just seeing a clown sort of... Sitting back in a chair and reading a newspaper, sipping, a <laughs> sipping yeah. a coffee or something. Just no, this doesn't seem right at all. You know, why would I have a normal conversation with a clown? I'm going to put this up on Facebook when this episode comes out. <laughs> but there is this beautiful shot of Tim Curry oh. on set with the umbrella, oh, smoking in Aww. full Pennywise makeup, and he looks so sad. Aww. And it just makes me think of you know, on when they were filming The Hobbit, all the complaints of Sir Ian McKellen saying. Yeah. I didn't become an actor to stand on a green screen by myself talking to no one. Like, yeah. And you just look at this poor, like, good actor just in this clown makeup with an umbrella in the middle of a fucking field in what looks to be like Scotland. Or probably not, you know. But that's and the opposite side when you're practical. Yep. Everybody has to be in prosthetics <laughs> and makeup the whole time. So that, that cancels my trivia, that yeah. thing that I'll see on Facebook <laughs> tonight later on. He does look genuinely sad. He should be. The, um, all the, all the kids didn't share that many scenes with him. But they did a few with him, obviously. And for the most part, everybody was, was pretty okay with him. Like, they weren't terrified of him. Obviously, they, they got to talk with him when the cameras weren't, weren't rolling and they knew it was Tim behind the mask. But the young kid playing Georgie, he, who was okay with him, when they started uh, doing the filming, he, he said to Tim, hey, you're, you're, you're kind of scaring me. And the response that Tim gave was, gee, I'm sorry, kid, but that's kind of the point. I'm supposed to be scaring you and you're supposed to be scared. And I thought that's that's kind of nice mm. for him to do that. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just doing the job. That's what we're supposed to be doing. It's good that you're scared, you know, unfortunately. There's this clip that's currently circulating on Facebook. And people are really into Mr. Rogers at the moment, yeah? You okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm familiar, but I mean, he's been around for yes. decades. So well, he, not not around, but you know, it's decades ago that he was. Yeah. So I'm going to be attacked for not remembering her name, but the the actress that played the Wicked Witch of the West, okay, in the Wizard of Oz, he had her on as herself, 
Oh. And got her to introduce herself to the kids and explain that she's just an actress and she's not actually the witch. And then he would, she would slowly start putting on her costume to show, like, see, it's okay. still me. I'm still lovely. And the whole point of the, of the thing was to say, see, kids, if you see something scary in a movie, just remember, they're real good people underneath all that makeup and they're not actually there to hurt you. They're just there Aww. to give you a bit of a fright. And she was like this typical, like, actually lovely nice, yeah. grandmotherly figure. And it was just really, um, Sorry, it just reminded me of that. Like, yeah, I know, kid, I'm here to scare you. Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the story is that uh, Lena Headey, who plays uh, Cersei in um, in Game of Thrones, yeah. that people just don't approach her at uh, at conventions because they think she's a bitch. Oh, and she's not. She's she's you know, I'm sure she's quite lovely. I've never met her, but I've seen her other work, yeah. and she's a terrific uh, actress and terrifically funny as well. One of my favorite films is uh, The Actors. With uh, Dylan Moran and uh, mm. Michael Caine, and she plays the romantic interest, but also part of the part of the foil and the whole thing. And she's fantastic in it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and why would why would you? I guess I guess it's if if I was in that situation, if I was sitting in the interviewer's chair, getting booed by the audience because I played this villain. Part of me couldn't help but take that as a compliment that yeah. I've played it so convincingly that people genuinely hate me because they think I'm that person. Uh, we say it in wrestling. The worst thing you yeah. get is no reaction. <laughs> yeah, if you, right. if yeah. you go out and they can't stop booing you, mission accomplished. Yeah, very good. yeah it's going to be really hard for you to cut that promo with the crowd won't shut up. Yeah. But it's better than a, hearing a pin drop. Yeah, that's yep. a, yeah exactly right. Oh. <laughs> basic, basic stuff, guys. Yeah. So the director himself, Tommy Lee Wallace, didn't like part two as much, and part two focuses on the adult portion of the story, saying that the adults just weren't as magnetic as the kids to watch. Yep. And I would have to agree with that. Part yep. one is terrific, and part two kind of drops the ball. The adults aren't, they don't convincingly play being terrified. They're not convincingly funny either. Like, you don't really buy the camaraderie. It's Whereas not actually Andy Dick, is it? I didn't check no. the actor's list <laughs> no, recently because it looks like Andy Dick. It does a bit, but it's not It's not him. There is Seth Green, though. It is worth mentioning. Young Seth Green plays one of the kids. <laughs> yes. And I, he's, he's terrific. I, he, mu I, he must be the same kid that's played by the um, the Stranger Things kid in the um, in the remake that we're, we're watching. Right, you the know, next I week. haven't seen Stranger Things, so that's going to be a... Oh, very difficult. He's the one that the no, 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 no. He's in the in the movie. He's the kid that's like <laughs> I can't super tell nerdy, but also I, I oh. can't tell him apart in the movie either. Oh, he's like the one that always makes your mum jokes, yeah, which is somehow endearing mm. to his character. <laughs> kind of switched off. It was so bad. Anyway, <laughs> trivia on the it miniseries uh, on the day of shooting when the kids were going into the sewer, it rained, so they didn't have to bother with. Faking the rain at all. Well, that's nice. Isn't that a nice little bonus? Save them a pittance. Sort yeah. of a blessing. Everybody had fun on set. Good. I always like those stories when... No drama, just a good old time. Everything's yeah, running on. Yep. when everybody reminisces about the actual project itself. And yeah, we had a good time on set. It was a good job. Yep. Uh, because I'd like to think that that reflects through in the show. So certainly uh, the theatre shows that, that I've done, uh, the ones that I remember being quite good, are also the ones that I particularly enjoyed doing. You haven't done one of Zane's 24-hour ones, have you? No, I haven't. Oh, my goodness. Is that a bit of a nightmare? Well, it, we've talked about it on the show before, but uh, for the sake of new listeners... I mean, the, the pace of putting together a show in 24 hours yes, is so kind of insane to begin with. The production team knows what show is coming. Yeah, Everyone else gets cast and starts rehearsing 24 hours before first curtains. That's incredible. And so they don't go home. They Some of them take naps during the night itself, but it really depends on what your role is, if you can take a nap. like, And 
having done gone there and done like videography and stuff for some of them just behind the scenes i'm i'm not a theater guy so for me it's just like well this is crazy um you get some really fun stuff out of it mm. and considering the, t- the stress that all those poor guys must be under i can only imagine yeah so i mean even even acting it you know getting it getting a script and having to have it memorized and rehearsed yep inside of 24 hours it's an absolute it's it's <laughs> great but we've had yeah a couple of the people involved in this we've had on and off this show um julie I think she was one of the directors of the last show. I think she was like assistant director. Okay. I'm saying it with a high-pitched voice because <laughs> I can't remember. She was a something that did just, something. Seb, just cover your mouth and you can and you can record something over. Yeah, yeah. She was uh, <laughs> Mr. <project>. Black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. So uh, there were two notable actors or people who considered to play Pennywise before Tim Curry was, was, was cast. Beautifully cast, I'd say. Yeah. Um, care to take a guess who those two were? They, they are people who are a little bit out there. One is a genuine actor. The other has done some acting, but he's known for another industry, also entertainment. Oh, David Bowie's the second one. <gasps> I like what you're thinking. But I was wrong. Not oh. Alice Cooper. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Malcolm McDowell. Yep. I kind of see that coming off of... Um, oh, not coming off. It would have been 20 years before that. But uh, what's the one? Clockwork Orange. Yeah, and just him as a younger guy. Oh, actually, I suppose no. He would have you been older because him, him uh, generations. Star Trek Generations was nineteen ninety four, and he already looks old there. Him from Clockwork Orange has a very similar look to the Pennywise we get next week. Oh, you think so? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, actually, I can see. I will that. say the Pennywise we get next week is a bit more bug eyed, but very. <laughs> I think they're very similar looks. <laughs> Uh, and for the role of Mike, David Alan Greer was considered. Oh, okay, yeah. I think he could have pulled it off. Yep. If you don't know who we're talking about, it's the cop from Jumanji. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think he. I think he would have pulled off Mike. One of my favorite characters, both in this and the and the next one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And in the book, he's such a. He's just there to do the good job. You know, I like. <laughs> I, li- I like a character who's who's just there to fight the good fight. He's the. Good. I'll, I've got this in a good note, but he's the one adult performance that I think. Stands up. You don't like the ponytail Stephen King character? <laughs> Everybody else kind of falls apart for one reason or another. Andy Dick? <laughs> I don't know if it's because because it was poorly directed or poorly edited or just poorly written, but for whatever reason, Mike's character is the only is the only good adult portrayal in the whole yep. miniseries. Everybody else is a little bit rubbish at times. Well, do we want to move on along to movie babies? Or do you have any like one last juicy bit of trivia? That's it. That's, That's it. all the juice you get, baby. All right, babies it is. Hasta la vista, baby. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I guess my... Uh, the movie Babies... I keep wanting to say movie smoothies mm. because it makes so much more sense. But, but And okay. you really need to get around to changing that, Seb, because... Yeah, but hear me out. It's going to be the sound of a blender, and it's that's terrible. That's fine. That's fine. You like punishing our audience. So yeah. it, it should actually be an incentive for you. Just with like a little bit, but okay. Punishing them with quality sounding, but <laughs> annoying audio. A blender will just sound trash. That's the, like, it's, it's kind of an art form. Really? Yeah. You're not, you're not going to take on the challenge of making it sound good? Absolutely not. I'm so busy at the moment. I'll take on the challenge. I have to watch I'll make it sound good. Five hours of clown movies this fortnight. <laughs> so the movies I picked for this one... Um, and the movies I picked for next week's It 2017 movie uh, also talk to what I think of them as 
projects yep. of their quality, which may be obvious mm. come next week. Yep. Uh, this one felt a lot like Stand By Me. I don't think that's a surprise. Yep. Um, and I would mix it with Nightmare on Elm Street because it's sort of dreams coming to life, you know, your worst nightmares becoming manifesting into reality and somehow being able to interact with you. Okay. Stand By Me is a good reference. I was trying to pick something that had the right, like, yeah. tone to this film. Yeah. Um, in regards to... It was so much easier for me to do movie babies next week. So I'm going to piggyback of a different quality, but Super 8 for me. More okay, so yeah. next week, yep. but a bit this week, just with the, the characters. In regards to the actual, the tone of the film, it was a, it was a hard one. Um, I, apart from Stand By Me, I was actually just going to say the, like, that Stephen King, The Shining, not, not the good one, the bad one. <laughs> um, not to say this movie is bad, but it has that, that early 90s, late 80s feel where it just feels... Kind of stagey in a way. Okay. Yeah, it's hard for me to get on to, which normally is something that I do like. In this case, not as much. But normally I like that kitschy sort of late 80s, 90s feel that you get for films. I don't know. I just I, Maybe I just grew up with watching a lot of it. But No, I, yeah. I, I kind of get that. So that one though, yeah. But Super 8's going to come up next week, probably a bit more prevalently because, yeah, I was really on the mind watching this one. Oh, very good. Okay. Well, tweets. And today, I'm going to read it to you. Is it any sports in it? Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. Part one is Goonies with blood. Mm, Part two, grown-ups with actual nightmares. Hashtag pick a tone. Yep. Or alternatively... Let down the movie. Yep. <laughs> my my tweet was going to be focused just on that final scene where they're fighting the spider and they defeat it by oh pushing it over. God. But I couldn't make that sound good. <laughs> and if that's the case, don't film it. <laughs> um, that was that was that was my yeah, tweet. Oh, right, right, right. <coughs> the movie, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like it's inside that explode thingy where it's like it looks like it's in it looks like there's fireworks going off, but just on those. It was a weird effect actually. Yeah. yeah. Shall we talk about the bad? Absolutely. Houston, we have a problem. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. I've fallen, and I can't get up. I can't believe you've done this. There's a lot I don't understand about the ending. Yep. Oh, uh, actually, I've, I have some it lore. If you have any questions okay. about... Anything here? Yes, I can vaguely answer you, but hear me out. <laughs> For every truth I spout, there will be one lie. <laughs> not unintentional, just a just a misfact. So it's not it's not spelled out blatantly, which is good because you want this to be vague. You want the audience to, you know, pick this up, and if they don't, then it doesn't matter. They just assign their own meaning to it. Yep. But again, I got the feeling from it that. Whenever, you know, the imagination that these kids are having is real, uh, that that's one of their greatest fears or one of their greatest nightmares yes. that Pennywise is invoking in order to terrify them because that's what makes them taste good. Yes, something that they will do much better next week. Individualizing yeah. the fears for the kids when, when Pennywise attacks out of clown form. Yeah, those scenes are good, but... Uh, but it makes more sense yeah, him targeting yeah, yeah. their individual fears. I'm, 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 
Yeah. But it still, but it still kind of works. So if that's the case, why on earth is he a spider at the end of it? Is that saying that collectively all these adults, their greatest fear is a one-story high spider? That's one of my biggest fears. Literally, one of my biggest no, no, things that I fear. You can you can be afraid of it, yeah. But is it your greatest fear? Like, surely loneliness or losing your career would be. You know, <laughs> oh no! It's, <laughs> it's the concept of unemployment <laughs> coming together. <laughs> yeah. So, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, though. So, spider's not his actual form. It's not. That's Why does he take on a spider form? Because he did. It's and it's so the, stupid. The, the reasoning was. Like it's not—it's not set up anywhere. It's not like you get clues through the rest of the thing, you know, like this little scuttering somewhere, or you know, it's—he's—he's mm. he's got like spider legs, or he's you know, weirdly hairy, or so, or something like that. There's nothing. There's nothing that clues you in that he'll be a spider at the end of it. He just is a spider yeah. at the end of it. So the idea behind him behind him being the spider is that we—not us, the audience, but we as humans—cannot perceive its actual form. There's got to be something better than spiders. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I can't but imagine the that spider is a stand-in for the thing that we can't <laughs> perceive, which it sounds like it's so spooky. I can't even I can't even write anything spooky enough. So it's in your head, like that's it. But it's, that's a cop out to me. But it's not. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep, yep. It's yep. such a cheap, cheap way of doing, a, a, you know, building up the monster and then revealing it. Oh, it's at oh. least I, I know you're going to criticize it next week in the new one. He has like the spider claws in a couple of scenes coming out of his arms. At least they're hinting at it. So if he comes, if he's a spider at the end of number two, there was a hint, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, he's. It's you can't avoid comparing the two films because the the movie, the twenty seventeen version, is a remake of this, right? Yes, I would I would argue it's not an adaptation of the book. It's a remake of the miniseries. Yeah, um, both cut out some very um. They make some very necessary cuts from the book to the screen. There's a lot of... Have you read it before? I've never read it. There's a lot of um, dark cocaine-laced <laughs> trips that King takes you on. That story I um, have heard, yeah. Um, so it's... Oh, God, is it... When they defeat um, it the first time, Beverly then sleeps with yeah. all the boys at yeah. once. Yeah. As part of some sort of ritual, and goes on to describe how how their genitals felt. Yeah, yeah, and that is probably one of the weirdest things in the book. But it's not isolated. Why is that the most famous thing about the book? Because Stephen King. I mean, it's, wrote it's weird about thirteen and fourteen year olds fucking in a sewer. Yeah, you couldn't get away with it today. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's not. A, unfortunately, it's not a solo weird thing in the in the book. So there's a lot of cutting that's done. Yeah. I'm from both movies, and by this point, I'm very grateful for that because <laughs> there are things that are just like you don't, you don't need, need them exactly. No, that's yeah, fine. you just don't. Need I'm that. all for like, why'd you cut the bloody horseman, the dead boy's birthday party from Harry Potter? I don't know yeah. the haunt boy. I can't remember. <laughs> they cut like some sort of ghost party from one of the movies, yeah. and you know why? Because it was meaningless. It was lovely padding for the story because it's just mm. an extra. Hey, not every day for Harry Potter is a. And the curse of the extra question mark. That's right. So he can just go to a party sometimes, but the movie doesn't have time for that shit. No. And, and this film and the next to watch film that? don't have time for underage sewer orgies. No. You stick that in the in the credit scenes or something, but that would yeah. undermine you know the tone of it anyway. Absolutely. So, th- I mean, the flashbacks start off being an interesting way of laying down the exposition, but they really get tiresome. Yeah. 
You know, like you're talking about introducing five characters, and that's and there are seven. There are seven kids, six kids. Not I every, want to say seven. Not every one of them gets an introduction through a flashback, but five of them do, and it's the same setup every single time. It's yeah. so boring by the end of it. You know, the, the first couple, you okay, I get it. You're doing the flashback thing. It's a, you know, you're saying this kid is this adult, and I think some of the casting was pretty good in that respect mm. too. Like it made them look uh, how they should be, but you wouldn't expect you know, to get perfect casting anyway. It's a miniseries. You know, the budget is probably not that brilliant in the first place. No. Although, speaking ahead, have you seen the new casting? Oh, for the the new kids from the next one? I for the adults? Know, I don't know anything about chapter two. Um, Good casting. In, in one of the trailers, they do that okay. thing where they show kid, then flash to adult. Show kid, flash okay. adult, so you can see them just like, bam, ah, so bam, bam, bam. bam. They did that. And some of them are really good. Bill Hader's in it. Right. Yeah. Oh. oh. No, he looks, he looks good. He, uh, well, is he going to be the jokey character? I'm is he going to be the one so. that makes jokes all the, because that's another point. The adults making bad jokes and improvised he's a, jokes. He's a radio shock jock kind of character. Oh no. It's annoying. It's, I know. No, it's going to be that all over. I like him. I like Bill Hader. I think he's funny, but it's just I, it's not going to work. It'll be better than this. Film. I can almost I I will lay down something of value. Um <laughs> one of nope I've got some tape on the table there we go my double sided tape <laughs> something <laughs> of great value to me um, yeah I reckon that that is going to be better than what we got here I actually don't hate a lot of the adults in this one though I, I, I keep I keep right. flashing to next week's show because it's more fresh in my mind but the the biggest problem with the adults is that everything they do is it, it feels out of place it feels off tone like Stan Dyke you, you see I can't I, I sort of watched it all together, so I don't know where exactly the break between one and two are. I can't remember. But I, th- I think Stan dies at the end of part one. I thought he died at the beginning of part two. Or maybe beginning of part two. Anyway, it's it, it's around then oh, that, gee, wait. The, that the changeover Stan, happens. No, Stan... Stan's, wait. Stan's, who kills Who's himself. So he dies at the beginning of part one. No, because well, the, the, oh, the suicide in the bathtub. Doesn't it so start, maybe doesn't it's the beginning start, of part two. Doesn't it start with all the adults having flashbacks and then we go to the kids and we find out that he's dead and then we go to the rest of the kids? No, we don't know he's dead until halfway through the whole story. And oh, again, I, d- I, I don't know exactly where the, the, the changeover is. I can't remember that. But it's somewhere around there. So Stan dies, the suicide, his wife you know, screams, everything's awful. She drops her beer. She drops her beer, beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did watch, I did watch the uh, Nostalgia Critic review. Um, and Ryan George's uh, pitch meeting for the for the movie as well. I'll say I I did the nostalgic it, review because I was like I want I, I could do with some Doug. It's a, yeah, it's just yeah. nice seeing seeing his take on it and and what he did with it. And yeah, he's going to oh, make sarcastic jokes like that. The beer beer, of course. Regardless of what we recommend here today, <laughs> I think we both recommend that video. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Search See the it. nostalgia critic. There's also one for for next week's and, film and for yeah and and for the chapter one version mm. uh, as well. But you have that scene and then. The guy with the with the uh, the ponytail. I can't remember who who he played. Ben or Bill or Bill. And it, and, and I'm pretty sure it's Stephen King. All right. Oh yeah, as in a, a self yeah, portrait. Absolutely. Kind of Even kind of yeah. Yeah. He gets out of a taxi. He's back in Derry. Gets out of a taxi. He's at a cemetery, and you think he's attending the funeral of Stan, but he's not because they don't know he's dead yet. And then they all go off for a party and there's happy music and they're all eating Chinese food. I like the Chinese food scene. What the hell is going on? They're all no, reuniting. As, as far as the tone is concerned, again, maybe the split happened so Stan dies at the end of the first one. 
right? And so the second one starts off with them all being happy, but watching it all together, it just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. Well, the characters and didn't know he died until his head was in the fridge. Like, oh, that's such a stupid scene. But they well. didn't know until he was revealed. No, but yeah, the head like it's nicely done. It's a nice idea, but then when he just starts to be funny and okay. making making jokes, it doesn't. I work. want to get my characters right. It's the one that kills himself in the new one. Is he the skinny Jewish boy that gets chased off by the painting monster? It's him, right? Well, I was waiting for them to... Because Stan was... His his thing was that he would hold his ear and name as many birds as he can whenever yeah. he got scared. Somebody but does that in the new one too. Do they? I didn't even well, notice. I think so. Well, that would be Stan then. Oh, so Stanley's the one with, with, with the um, the mother that's... Over, like overly attached mother. No, because that's the... Because that's the... Not the hypochondriac, but the kid who... Stan breaks his arm in the new one, doesn't he? You know, Isn't he the know. one that breaks his arm? He has a really big mother. I didn't get, I didn't get the new one. I didn't get a sense of who everybody was. And even in this one, I think there are too many characters to follow. I think that's another failing of it. There mm. are too many kids. It should be four, five max. Yeah. And there are seven kids. There's, it's in the book, but they're not in the movies. Um, there is a reason that there's seven of them. Again, that's 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 fine, but you're not making a book. You're, you're making a movie. You know why it's important <laughs> that the seven of them. It's it's outlined in the book that it's important the seven of them because when they're coming back to take him out as adults, and there's six of them, they are now at a huge disadvantage, and that's played into the final bits of that of that book because they needed seven, and now they've have six. Yeah, but, yeah, but they don't do it in the movie, which is even more no, frustrating. That's exactly right, and there's no reason for it. It's just a number that Stephen King made up that makes sense for that. You can make five make sense for the for the movie. However I think it's religious reasons. Oh, maybe. There you go. That's fine. But Maybe. I don't know. Explain it. Yes. Ugh. I don't get why... why okay. The, 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 the monster penny, he eats, he eats the children. Kind of, yes. Right? He, he makes them terrified to make them... Sort of marinades them in fear. Yep. To make them taste nice. Yep. Okay, to, to him. But then he doesn't consume the whole body. He sort of dismembers kids. Yeah, I think he's meant it's to be not feeding off like, like their soul or something from them. Like but again, he the, needs the their fear. It's not actually like the meat that sustains them. It's this the essence or some crap. Yeah. I know, but when you hack off an arm, it sort of kills them. You, you yep. know, that's not something you 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 can't nibble on somebody's arm. And Can you nibble on their soul though? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe if you had them like suspended. You know, like the like in 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 Supernatural. We were talking about this before before in in Supernatural. You've got the um, the gins mm-hmm. that sort of uh, encapsulate somebody in this in this coma-like state, and they sort of feed off their essence for you know their soul or whatever you want to call it, their life force. They feed off that for months and months and months. Yep, keep you in like a, in a dream state. I think yeah, as well. Yeah, it's not what Pennywise does because well, he bites through your limbs. It's also the monster from Super Eight. It yeah. collects all the townspeople and layers them inside of its ship thing. Yeah, but, or, we, but that doesn't happen in the miniseries. If it happens in the no, next one. No, but not in this one. I know, it's there's weird, no, right? There's yeah. no collection of bones. There's no... It's just you assume that he's dragging off the bodies into the sewers to consume them. Yeah, and they, they pointed out in, in the Nostalgia Critic thing of he always threatens, you know, you'll float down here. Everyone floats. Yeah. Nobody floats until the remake. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. And then, it's, and then it's levitation, not floating down water, which also doesn't I, make sense. I assumed it meant like floating. Well, you're talking about balloons and stuff. I don't know. I, well, I saw them levitate and just like, okay, they're floating. You know. the, the, when the line is first spoken, they all float. They all float down here. Yeah. Right? 
you're supposed to you're su- well I guess you're supposed to take it I took it right. as bodies floating yep dead bodies you're floating because you're dead yep right and that's and then it kind of plays on that later on and yeah they float and gets a little bit old I don't think that's overdone um, but it does get a little bit starts to get a little bit tiresome by mm. the end of it. But then in the in the new one, they're literally levitating and sort of hovering around this hive, and uh, whatever. Yep, doesn't make sense. Yep. But the bodies just aren't addressed at all in the miniseries. There are no bodies anywhere. There's no collection of bones. There's no like temple. There's no sh- you know shrine to to this you know fear. And you you would think you would take all the bones and sort of assemble them into this great throne that would terrify people if they ever did make it into the sewer. Yeah, it's a lot of there are a lot of changes here. Like in the original in the book the incident that gets um oh god we just spoke about him the um the character that calls everyone back to the town the one that the only guy that stays in the town the only good actor in this film oh i've forgotten his name mike the character who plays mike mike thank yeah. you yep he, he calls everyone back to the town yeah. the incident is because pennywise is back in this one it's he steals a little girl or whatever yeah in the story he uh gay man was being attacked by some greasers down near the water and Pennywise right. took him and there was just a, but by the time Mike realized what's going on, there was like a bunch of people that had been gone missing and it wasn't just like this one little girl and much like, so the premise kind of they go, they run with is Mike remembers everything that occurred. For some reason, everyone that has left Derry has no memory of anything. They don't remember. That's why they don't talk to each other outside of the town. That's why whenever they're reminded of it or even the town of Derry, they all have those big flashbacks. They're being used as like a plot crux in this, but it's literally the characters for the first time in 27 years remembering what happened. I don't think that's explored enough. It's not. It is because absolutely not. But that's the, 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 in the books anyway, and hinted at past, yeah. you, know, you know, a little bit here. But but in this one, when they do it, it feels really cheap because it's not explained in that sense. And it feels like they they learned one tra- one technique in film school and it was how to film a flashback. <laughs> and by gold, they're going to do it six times. <laughs> oh, my and, God. And even them, and even then kind of remembering it, it I wasn't sure if, if it was an effect that Pennywise was, you know, that part of his magic is that you don't remember it when you're out of the town. Right, that that when you leave, you don't you don't know it's there, and that and that also explains why all the adults who are there are kind of okay with it. They know, maybe even in the back of their mind, that children are being sacrificed and not to investigate it, not to really worry about it that much. Yep. Um, because it's just they're there to feed this thing, and that's the sort of power he has. But it's th- not. But really then, if you leave the town, it's almost like it doesn't exist. It's almost like the, um, like the. Uh, Oh God! What are they called? The Quiet? No, in Doctor Who. Oh, the, the Silence. Um, the, the Silence. The weird grey alien yeah, voice. Yeah, you don't know. You you forget that they exist unless you're looking directly at them. Yeah, right. I, I kind of thought it was that, but then when they when, when they're re- remembering, it kind of comes off like they've just, uh, <laughs> they just like they like like they're faking it. Like oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. Uh, yeah. Oh, good on you for. Reminding me, calling me out on it, you bastard. Yeah, so it's it's not that the town is complacent with this. They're just all under this heavy, like, psychic influence to it's not just ex- that it, it's, not ex- it's not explained. It's not explained enough. 100%. I agree. And it would be nicer if it was... If it was we get one hint of it. <laughs> and it's from... Oh, my God, there's so many characters. Why am <laughs> I... <laughs> uh, it's from the girl. 
Bev. Bev, thank you, yeah. Beverly. Having that memory of her getting harassed and an old man seeing them and not <laughs> and not doing anything, which is also super vague. Yeah, like bit, <laughs> that's right. But um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, I'm, I think we should try to get onto the good. I've got a lot of good, actually. I I feel like we split this wrong. We have the good and the bad, but really we should have just split it into episode one, episode two, yeah, because yeah, I feel like that's much. where it's going to go. So that's pretty much it, because yep. all my good stuff is in the, <laughs> in the first exactly part. <laughs> well, let's segue into there. Go ahead, make my day. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy. Does that wonderful 90s thing, 80s thing of good horror. <laughs> nice creepy sound there. <laughs> that good horror opening where it's, you know, the music is creepy and unsettling, lots of violins and, mm. uh, 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 you know, weird sort of yeah, yeah. sounds like that. Uh, and it just sets the tone perfectly. This is going to be scary. You're going to be frightened. You don't know quite what's what's going on. Be, be on edge. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'll say I'll compliment both films when I do this, but the scene where Georgia gets taken, both films, great in different ways. You do like the new one? It's okay. One of my one of my comments next week will be how long it takes to set up Pennywise. In this one, right in its good favor, three minutes in, he's attacked the girl. He's established himself as uh, as um uh, as that sort of lure. For, for kids and that he's the he's the monster to be feared. Mm. Three minutes, done. Yep. Nice and quick. You're following the story all the way along. You know that you have to take him seriously, that he's that he's going to be He's not clowning around, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> oh that hurt. <laughs> Saying that hurt. <laughs> and he's gonna be playing tricks, you know, he's hiding behind the uh behind the laundry, hanging up on the thing. So he's gonna be he's gonna be a little bit crafty. X Files. This opening felt like an X Files yeah. episode. Yeah. But it's but it's quick, it's punchy, and it and it sets up everything it needs to. Unfortunately, the whole thing is way longer than it needs to be and dragged mm-hmm. out. But at least the opening is they nailed it. Yep. Yeah. Um. Pretty much all the Pennywise scenes are really good, and it's a tragedy that there's about collectively ten minutes of them in the entire film. <laughs> um. The bathroom scene. Actually, both bathroom scenes. I said the bathroom scene. I was thinking about the shower scene, but the bathroom scene with the blood explosion as well. They do in. Again, it's difficult not to compare the two because the the latest one is genuinely a remake of this one. But in this one, whenever they do the blood scenes um, and the things that they're seeing but everybody else around them that adults aren't, they don't spell it out. They sort of let the story... In this one? Yeah, they let the story be told. You're, you're not immediately... You're not immediately told that Bev's father can't see the blood. He's sort of looking around the sink and going, well, what's wrong? Yep. And you're seeing this bloody sink and going, well, that's what's wrong. Yep. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with you? Oh, okay. He can't he can't see it. He can't perceive whatever this whatever this is. And then he, you know, strokes her face and leaves a little blood mark. It's nice. It's a yeah. nice well, it's not nice. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a very effective scene um, for what it is. It doesn't spell anything out, leaves it nice and subtle, and it still is quick. It doesn't dwell on the on it like like the like the movie version does. Okay. A lot of bad in the movie version. As well, far as, as far I as look I'm forward to defending it. Um, <laughs> but the bathroom scene, sorry, the shower scene at school where Pennywise pulls open the drain. We a funny little like claymation-y effect, but yeah. it's, it is what it is. But, but the, was, sh- the shower scene is creepy too. Yeah, with all these shower heads coming out, I, it's not. It's not like it's immediately dangerous unless it's you know scalding water, which they never go to. 
surprisingly. Mm. I would have thought, you know, maybe Pennywise would try to scold him and scare him like that. But no, it's just these, you know, the yeah. the water um, the water hoses coming out. They've got a lot of options for how they can work this character. Like, they can do some really, really uniquely creepy things that you can't get away with, like, with your Jason characters. Yeah. Maybe with your Freddy characters, yes. <laughs> because they have so, like, that whole, like, manipulating the dream yeah. thing. But it's a very unique situation for a horror writer to be in because you can just do kind of whatever you want, really. That's kind of the point. Yeah. You're, you're, you're there to scare and to be creative in how you scare people. Yeah. One of the really effective things are the, are the photo albums. Yes. And the photos, just the way that they're done. Like in the first one, when, uh, is it Bill or Ben? Who's Georgie's? I, think it's, uh, I want to say, I keep thinking it's Bill, so I hope it's Bill. I hope it's Bill too. I'll look it up because we said Bill like 15 <laughs> times, I'll make sure, but yeah. When he's looking through um, uh, the photo album and comes across a picture of Georgie who starts waving or something at him uh, and, he, and he drops the book. It is Bill, we're oh, good. That's, oh, that's and Mike and Beverly. We, and nailed, and Beverly. we, we nailed the three characters. Yeah, the good ones anyway. Up. Yeah, Everybody else can, can go. Yep. Yeah, don't need him. <laughs> he drops the book and it flings open, goes back to the page and then just this blood starts pouring out of the... Out of the picture, around around the picture, really nicely mm. done. You know, really creepy. What the hell is going on? It's just a, it's just a photo album. We all have photo albums, and that's why it's effective. Yep. Well, we all used to have photo albums. I don't know. I, I think I'd, my grandmother does <laughs> still. <laughs> and then later on, when they're all in the park, looking through the, is it like a scrapbook of of um, old dairy or something? Circus photos. Well, yeah. Oh, just the one of that street scene, and they kind of see Pennywise in the in the background, yep. and then he just starts dancing towards them and up the up the light pole. See, we're going to disagree. I can tell post. next week because I reckon the projector stuff was a lot better. With this, it's the same thing. Them seeing him in images. I liked the projector at first, but this one, where his hand reaches out from the photo. Yep. It's it's a really practically shot thing of just the book on its side, so you can, you know dressing up however you need and it's just a hand poking through everything. It looks really scary. It looks really terrifying. And it's kind of it's not it's not that it's subtle, it's simple. Yep. Right? Whereas the stuff with the projector and him being this huge thing all of a sudden coming out of it, I don't know. I think it spoils it by trying to be too much. Less is more in horror. Yep. Less is way more because you can be terrified of really simple things that happen at home. That's the point. Okay, what else was good? Let me think. Oh God, sorry. I'm trying. Well, problem is, we watched this film, then we watched the now that the other one to do because we're doing the like, double feature. Yeah, yeah. And the problem is, I'm trying to remember the stuff that happened at the first part of this three-hour movie that was six <laughs> hours ago. Oh what, my God, what too I, much, too much clown. What I liked that the that the movie version doesn't do, this one does, that Pennywise can manipulate people's thoughts and their and their nightmares to sort of make them make them real mm. and i like at the at the end of the first part when what's his face is spraying his puffer and saying this is battery acid that that's also a vulnerability for him yeah because how, what other people believe can act against him and of course it's kids who think that chucking a stone at something is going to end it yeah that's it you hit him in the head he's it's done. silver works yep. on werewolves it's, it's silver it's gonna yeah it's it, it's gonna kill him and it genuinely works you know he's he, he has a he has a cracked head after this thing hits him the light comes spewing out and he's and he's powerless to yep. to stop any of that i like that that he has that vulnerability mm. absolutely and yeah no fully agree 
wish that that was kind of capitalized on in the um in the second part of this one. But at least it is in the first part, which is kind of horror gold. Yep. Uh, the second part, I wish it didn't exist. How do we not talk about the fact that that battery acid thing happens in the in the sorry in the bad, the grown up version of Richie whatever goes through the battery acid thing and is just picked up and that's it. He's dead. No, I that's that's a good thing. How? Because, because adults don't. Adults no, no, know no, no, it's no, no. not battery acid. No, I mean, it's death, sorry. He's just picked up. Oh, yeah. And he's dead. Like, yeah. oh, oh you, yep, you got my one weakness. Yeah. When I lifted one meter off the ground, I ceased to breathe. Maybe he crushed him? Well, he's got pretty powerful claws oh, at that point. Oh, I never felt that he did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can see how you would think that, given Again, his size. It's not important how he died. The important thing is that he died. Terribly, though. Yeah, terribly, but that's not the important part. And it, this... This movie... It was confusing because I didn't realise he died until like they <laughs> left and he's just not with them. I'm like, where is he? And yet they're happy again. Yeah. yeah. Oh. The, the tone did not work for part two at all, but the kids were absolutely fantastic. Okay. And if you are going to watch this... Okay, maybe in Verdicts, but if you are going to watch it, just watch the first part. Okay. Well, uh, Verdicts then? Yeah. Like we've, very, we've been pretty open with how we feel about this <laughs> film, so get ready for a big, a big swerve here. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying... Woo! Right here. I'm the man. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Slap it on with the might of Zeus! Yeah, watch the first half. <laughs> Just watch the first half. If you can if you can get it. I'm not sure if there are any versions that don't splice them together now. No, no. Well, okay. I own this on DVD. Oh, and okay. It's a fantastic copy of the one disc that's actually on both sides. Ah, yes. Because it was released on DVD before they realized that you could just not do that. <laughs> so it's one of those rare cases for one three-hour movie. You have to flip a disc like a fucking record. It's weird. Um, so I can, I can actually make that choice in my <laughs> life to not do that. Um, there's also... It's on YouTube. So... You can just go find it there. Nobody's policing it because nobody really likes it that much, but it's there. Oh, I don't know. I think it's not long before they, they come out. Yeah. It's 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 popular enough that I think it would get attention. I mean, it still has a 6.8 rating. Yeah. After all this time. What I would say is if you're if you're getting into film yourself, if you're if you're, you know, you're a high school student firstly, we say fuck a lot, so what are you doing here? But um, <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're a young filmmaker or just bit, bit new into it, watch it for some of the stuff that they do with Pennywise. See yeah. what you guys can get done on a modern day but low budget yeah. because the things that they're doing should be so achievable for, for anyone coming into the industry. Just doing you know home shoots, for example. Yeah. Horror should always be practical. You should not be doing CG in, in horror yeah. because you may as well be making an animation and who's scared of a cartoon? Yep. Oh, I've seen some scary cartoons. Have no. you seen the Treehouse of Horrors? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make, you know, tell a good story and people will be terrified. It doesn't matter if it looks a bit crappy. If they're buying the story and they really think it's real, uh, make it easy on yourself and don't overcomplicate it. Yeah, absolutely. Keep it simple. Keep the effects simple. Keep all the... Um, all the all the shots as, as tight as they need to be and do as little as possible to tell the story. That's how you make a good horror. Yeah, nothing in this film that they do is saying that you could not do at home. Yeah. And oh. this film, it, it doesn't even have the story because the payoff is so, so cold at the yeah. end of it. It's not even lukewarm. It's just, bleh, it's just so a pile of slop. All in all, 
I'm going to say my recommendation is if you're going to split it in half, yes, the first half, but in total, can I sit here and say, hey, this is worth three hours of your time? No. (laughs) No, it is not. As As a full run, I can't recommend it. As a partial run, I can say, yeah, it gets over the line. So I, I know that kind of screws up our stats, me giving it a one point uh, five recommend. But um, I just I can't I could if I if I I mean I feel bad enough that you had to watch this under my you know writing it on the fucking schedule. I had I had seen it a couple of times previously, um, mostly because people at the time touted it as this. Oh my god, it's it. Yep. You know what is a, it? It's, it's a classic. It, yeah. yeah, it's a. It's a classic horror. You have to you have to see it. You have to read it. And, eh, yeah, yep. Whatever. I don't really care. But I don't even think it's a particularly good example of a horror. Like, I wouldn't even... If you've never seen it, I don't think I would recommend that you watch it at all. Yep. Don't bother. It's not something you have to see. It's not a classic. Yeah. Honestly, go onto YouTube. Search yep. it movie, shower scene, yep. bathroom scene, book scene... That's all you need. And Georgie's death. Yep, just a highlight reel. That's yep. all you need. Literally, if you just watch the 10 minutes of Tim Curry in this film, you're going to see this film at its best. But the kids did a good job in saying that. It's just, it's half a story when you watch them, and then you have to watch yeah. the other half of conclusions. That and it's not worth shit. it. Yeah, sorry. It is not worth it. All right, awesome. Well, socials. <laughs> who, who, will, who will dare take the coveted Alex part of this? Well, <laughs> you can find us on Instagram, at Second Take Podcast. If you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. And if you live last week, you can Facebook us. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Second Take. Not to undersell any of those, but if, if you just want to follow us on the one, I do recommend the Facebook one. It's our most active. Um, and we'll have a really nice picture of Tim Curry going up very shortly there. Um, all right, so we can be reached on email at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. We've actually been sent a couple of independent films, Ooh. which we'll be putting on the back burner for a little bit just because we didn't have time with the 12 hours of clown movies this week. Yeah, because you decided to put individually each of the Scream films on our schedule. Yep. What's wrong with you, Seb? Oh, we just needed what to did do I something. do to you? What did I do to I you? I think a couple of them would be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe the Scream episode where we do all four in one. In one, I do not have twelve hours for to w- of films to watch for one episode. Well, then you better yeah. get sitting. That's not even the right amount of time. <laughs> okay. Um, also, head over to our website, secondtakepodcast.com. If you've actually got films for us to recommend, if you're an, if you are an independent filmmaker, there is a form on there. Go in there, fill in your details, submit it. It comes through to our email address, and that way we can just have a bit of a, a, a bit of a backlog going, and we're going to start covering a few of those during the variety hour. Um, I mean. Hopefully it's good because if it's not, we'll say so. But you know that's nice. Um, and Patreon, perfect. If you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/secondtake. Um, for literally as little as a dollar per month, you could be getting like a release of our Austin Powers Patreon bonuses um, for this year, and a little bit more once we get the time to get it done. So that's that. All right. Um, next week we're back doing the same movie, but half of it and the good half of the, this movie again. Mm. Then there's like the good half of this nah. movie, but made again. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, and we'll see you on Wednesday for the Friday hour. <laughs> yeah. Toodaloo. Yeah. Bye.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.